Hi, and welcome to SCW Weekly here, talking WWE this week. And we're talking Raw, SmackDown, Money in the Bank. The ladder matches, the participants are confirmed. Going to be talking about Brock Lesnar, Bill Goldberg, but starting things off with John Moxie. That's right, Mr. Dean Ambrose has returned as John Moxie. But you are on SCW, watching on YouTube.com, then please subscribe to the channel, SCW The Wrestling Channel. You may also be listening on our podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Anchor as well so do check out and follow on those as well but going to start off with talking about John Moxie that's right May the 1st has hit which means Dean Ambrose's contract is expired and completely finished with all of his terms with WWE he is free to do as he pleases and of course yes a video came out on Twitter uh, just after midnight last night and I've got to say to give my reaction to it I thought it was brilliant I like the idea he was uh, started off in like a jail cell and and uh, he's looking to break out of this, obviously, uh, looking at his situation in WWE, looking to break through. He eventually breaks through the walls to get out. He's chased out uh, by literally some hounds of justice, literally some dogs chasing him. So there's a reference there to the shield. Uh, he climbs up the fencing, uh, gets caught with his arm around barbed wire. And uh, yeah, I mean, that goes, I mean, barbed wire, I think, was uh, what John Moxie used in a lot more of his hardcore matches before his WWE days. Um, and uh, then we see the letters of M, O and X come up for Mox. Uh, so John Moxley is going to be back on the uh, scene. Is it going to be independent circuit? Is he going to be going to AEW? I think those are the major questions that we can look at at this particular time. Maybe Japan could be an option also. Uh, it felt for a long time, WWE didn't bury him, so it kind of felt almost as if WWE was confident he wasn't going to go to major competition or go somewhere else, that they were almost confident he would either re-sign with the company or maybe there'd be a last-minute change or they would perhaps have a break from wrestling and that maybe then he would come back. But it feels like he's going to go straight into the independent scene uh, and it looks like perhaps he's going to not do things on the cheap. I imagine he's going to be in high demand, probably can charge big fees. And uh, I personally wouldn't be surprised if he was AEW bound. I mean, double or nothing is at the end of the month. Could we find John Moxie at that show in Las Vegas? It'd be certainly interesting to see. On the counter side of things, how about Renee Young still in WWE? Uh, how are WWE going to react to this? Is it going to be shown, taken out on Renee Young on commentary? Uh, is she going to be removed from the Royal Commentary team? We'll have to wait and see how that sort of dynamic is going to play out. You'll be able to tell how she is portrayed on WWE TV uh, as to how WWE probably reacts to the way that this has gone down. So, very interesting. My reaction to the video itself, I think it's absolutely brilliant. I'm really happy that uh, we're going to see Dean Ambrose continue uh, in-ring work uh, somewhere else. I think that he's got a lot to give. I think that uh, um, you could say he fulfilled potential in WWE to a certain degree. I mean, he he was a WWE champion, uh, certainly was leading uh, the SmackDown brand at the time. Uh, when he was WWE champion, he was part of one of the biggest factions ever in The Shield. Uh, he has been in some meaningful programs, was really over at one stage as a face. Personally, for me, I would say that his more recent work in the last two to three years has been quite underwhelming. Uh, but that's not to say that uh, when you look at this, that uh, he didn't have more to give. And I think now we're probably going to see more of that given probably going forward uh, from John Moxley. And uh, I'm interested to see where he's going to apply his trade. And I think hopefully um, we're going to see a quite... I, I want to see this sort of hillside, really. I want to see a psychotic uh, side from John Moxley, what we could have seen from, from him in WWE before um, this kind of weird term with that program with Seth Rollins from last year. But um, I'm very happy with it. Uh, I'm very excited to see where it leads. And that is... Uh, 
based in my report there for John Moxley, Dean Ambrose there. And you can follow that on uh, John Moxley. The Twitter account has been made, and that is where that was posted uh, in the early hours um, of, of this morning, really, if you're in the States. Uh, for, for myself, I think it was probably in the, the Greenwich Mean Time. I think it was more around the time, maybe 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, that that was released. So, uh, yeah, very, very interesting indeed. Uh, but going to move on then. I'm going to move on to the next uh, topic of discussion, and that's Brock Lesnar. Uh, that, uh, Brock Lesnar apparently uh, is retired from uh, UFC and uh, MMA in general. He will not be going back to that. So uh, he is going to be continuing with WWE, and it looks like he will be doing that for another year. But uh, the reports coming out, which I've seen on ringsidenews.com today, is that WrestleMania 36 will be his last. He is going to be retiring from WWE as well. That news apparently not official and not out there with a the message yet, uh, but that is a backstage reports that he is only going to be involved with the company for perhaps a handful more of big occasions because, of course, Brock Lesnar doesn't do a full schedule. So more than likely, we probably get maybe four or five more matches out of him. Uh, he is advertised for the next Saudi Arabia show, so he is going to be involved with that. Uh, be interested to see what role he's going to play on that show because, of course, at the moment, he is not on Raw nor SmackDown. The Superstar Shake-Up has been shook up over a number of weeks now superstars are still changing from one show to another uh, we only had a couple of changes this week but uh, still nonetheless Brock Lesnar could be that kind of guy especially if it is going to be his last year where they could just throw him anywhere and everywhere and he could end up facing anyone uh, certainly will be interesting to see I mean would he go back again against Roman Reigns once again is he going to go after the Universal Championship from Seth Rollins of course that's a always a strong possibility that he could try and go for that belt once again uh, I mean could he even be a returning Bill Goldberg could be another match in there as well because we're going to move on now to Bill Goldberg uh, he has been advertised for the next Saudi Arabia show. Now that show is going to be taking place on June the 7th. Um, and of course we'll be on the WWE Network. And of course the Saudi Arabian shows. They seem to bring a lot of the old nostalgia acts back of course. Uh, on the last one we had Shawn Michaels. Uh, on the time before we, we had some nostalgic names there as well. Uh, so I mean we've had The Undertaker on both shows. Undertaker is going to be on the next show as well. It almost feels as if like now this has become like WrestleMania. That uh, some of these big stars are on these shows more than they are on WrestleMania. But of course WWE is getting big money from these Saudi Arabian shows. Hence why they are doing them. And uh, Bill Goldberg is uh, the choice that's been made for this particular show. Uh, be interested to see how and where he is going to fit in. Uh, has put, a, uh, I believe, a tweet on Instagram account uh, post up saying who's next, what's next. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if it's going to be a match, if it's going to be a promo, what it's going to be. I mean, Goldberg, I think he still can put out a good promo. I think we saw on his last uh, run with the company that there wasn't so much uh, when it comes to in-ring. He was quite knackered very early on. And of course, Goldberg wasn't one for really 20, 25 minute matches anyway. He was always better at the squash match a match that was hard, impactful, and lasted a few minutes. And I think if we got that again, I think that it wouldn't be so bad. But he's supposedly retired from the ring uh, after that WrestleMania 33 match. Uh, and then he went into the Hall of Fame the year later. So it would be interesting to see what role it would play. Um, if he was to do an in-ring match, who would I see him against? I think, I mean, Brock Lesnar is an option because he isn't involved with any storylines. And therefore, I can have that 
big marquee match one more time. I don't think us as fans would be interested in seeing that again, and I personally wouldn't either, but I could see it be something they would potentially put together. Um, but Roman Reigns would be a, an interesting name, a battle of the spears. Um, but for me, if I had to make an actual choice, I would go for Drew McIntyre, just purely because I think Goldberg should put someone over if he is going to get back in the ring again. And I think someone at the Scottish Psychopath would be a great choice for that because um, it just would be a notch on Drew's belt. And I think at the moment, um, Drew has had a great last 12 months. There's nothing been wrong really with Drew. But um, I think in the last couple of months, I wouldn't say he's derailed, but his momentum has halted a bit because he was undefeated for so long. And now he's taking some losses here and there. It's it's almost like the 50-50 the booking has crept in on Drew. And I think if you're going to have him uh, strong going into the summer and still to be at that main event level on the Raw side, I think he needs a couple of big wins. Someone like Goldberg would probably give him that. It wouldn't really necessarily do much in one way for his career, but it's a big name just to add to that list. It's like saying you've beat The Undertaker. Um, you know, it, it doesn't harm the CV to say that you've beaten names like that when you've got Michael Cole or Corey Graves saying that week in and week out. So I personally would be sort of in favour of that. And I mean, I have said as well, I would be in favour of him actually winning the Money in the Bank as well. But uh, I am going to actually transition to Money in the Bank. But first off, I'm just going to finish with Brock Lesnar just to give my full opinion on that. Um, I do think that uh, Brock Lesnar if he is going to continue in WWE for another year, that I think he needs to change things up a little bit. I think that the gimmick that with him and Paul Heyman is stale and it is tired. Um, I don't think fans are really probably crying to see much of Brock Lesnar, which is a shame because Brock is a, he is the beast and he is a larger-than-life style athlete. You don't really get many athletes of that sort of size and presence and, and sheer fear factor that you see out of a Brock Lesnar in the modern day of, of wrestling, really, amongst all companies, that alone just you know the WWE. Um, so for me, really, I would like to see a, a little bit of a change-up rather than just Suplex City and just Suplex, 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 F5 about four or five times and match finished. I would like to see either Brock go back to a submission-based style or uh, perhaps a change in, in, in the gimmick, really. I would I personally, I know we've seen it before back in Survivor Series 2002, but I would like to see it again where Paul Heyman would perhaps look for the next Paul Heyman guy and turn on Brock Lesnar. Um, I think that that would be quite interesting to see, whether that be... Uh, I know Lashley is not with Leo Rush as of this week. Uh, Leo Rush reportedly has been sent home. Not sure of the full facts of that, but uh, we'll have to wait and see how that will play out in time. But maybe someone like Lashley has got that size and that factor and could do with a mouthpiece like Paul Heyman. Uh, you could look at someone perhaps like a Drew McIntyre. We mentioned him earlier on. Maybe Heyman would look at someone like that because if Paul Heyman guy um, should be someone that is going to be going towards the top of the card. Um, but also I think is someone perhaps not a strong speaker, and Drew is a strong speaker, Lashley isn't, so uh, if you're looking on the Raw, that they would be two potentials that I would possibly look at, there could be more names you could look at on the Smackdown side of things as well, I know people have always wanted to see a Roman Reigns heel turn and him align with Paul Heyman, as much interest as I would have in that, I, I don't think that that would happen, So, um, but I would like to see Heyman turn on Lesnar, um, during some point during this year. And I think there may be a face finish for Lesnar could be interesting. Maybe even Braun Strowman, because I don't think Strowman is that strong on the mic personally. Uh, I know that people go wild when you hear the get these hands or I'm not finished with you yet. But um, personally for me, I... I just, I don't like hearing Braun Strowman speak. I, uh, I'm i more of a fan of him just being a destructive force, a destructive 
unstoppable machine, really. And and I think that uh, that would be would be quite cool to have maybe a, him as a Paul Heyman guy. Maybe we'll be uh, freshen him up a little bit because I do think Strowman's gone a little bit stale as well. He seems to be a guy now that's a certain position in the card. I, I almost compare him to like Kane uh, going through like the noughties where he isn't really a top guy, but he's too good to be a mid card guy. He's someone that flirts in between the middle area. Uh, isn't going to be thrown in the main event all the time and uh, sort of has these big spots that people will kind of cheer for, whether it's a, a destructive spot or a table spot or a through the stage spot. And that's something that Kane sort of did through those times when he went through being face and heel. So I would have that comparison between the two there. Uh, but that's what I'd like to see for Brock, Brock Lesnar anyway, is I would like to see uh, some, some sort of twist there. I mean, it would kind of as well. I wouldn't want to see Lesnar versus Strowman again either, if I'm brutally honest. But um, maybe I would be kind of on board of it if Strowman was to get the W and if there was a sort of twist in the turn with the Paul Heyman factor. But um, I'll leave that topic for you there at the moment. But it would be interesting to know your thoughts in the comments section and what you feel with uh, with these stories. I mean, do you think that uh, Goldberg uh, should be wrestling in Saudi Arabia? Do you want to see it at all? Uh, Brock Lesnar, what are your thoughts? He's only got a year perhaps left in wrestling uh, in, in, before he retires completely. How would you like to see him booked over the next calendar year? I would be interested to know your thoughts on this. But um, I've mentioned Drew McIntyre a few times. I mentioned Money in the Bank. Let's go with Money in the Bank because um, we look at that and we now have confirmation of the two matches and probably as expected, there was a leak over the weekend of advertisements of the superstars that would be involved with both Money in the Bank ladder matches. There was even an NXT one. I did post about them. I said take them with a pinch of salt and a pinch of salt it literally was because those matches were completely false. Um, we have got a men's match with eight competitors, not seven. The women's match has got eight as well, uh, but some of the competitors have been changed in both matches. So we look at the men's first. Uh, and we're going to look at the Raw side of things. So Drew McIntyre is involved in there. Uh, we have Braun Strowman, we've got Baron Corbin, and we've got Ricochet uh, from the Raw side of things. From SmackDown, we've got Ali, we've got Finn Balor, we've got Randy Orton, and we've got Andrade. So um, I think for me, personally, looking at that, um, there are some really positives uh, about this. There are a couple of... Uh, I don't want to say negatives. I know there's a lot of negatives surrounding Baron Corbin being involved in this particular match. I'm not so negative with the Baron Corbin one. I'm more negative about Braun Strowman because um, for me, last year, I, I just... I'm not a big fan of, of really big guys in these Money in the Bank matches to begin with. Um, I don't think it does them any favours losing. Um, and I don't see how and where they're going to lose. I mean, Braun Strowman actually did win last year. I, I was hoping last year that he wouldn't win. And again, that, that idea of him being monster in the bank, which is a term I hate as well. Um, I don't really want to see that again. We've seen it before. I want to see someone fresh, someone new, someone elevated, and someone that would actually win the belt as well. And then perhaps Braun would be someone that could benefit from, from a Money in the Bank contract this year, where he didn't need it last year. Um, but for me, I think of those four, I think Drew would be the, the best candidate of, of the Raw side uh, because of the fact we've got AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins at Money in the Bank. And there's a reason we've got this match nice and early um, rather than saving it for a SummerSlam or a WrestleMania next year. I think there could be plans in the works there to maybe make Drew McIntyre the cash in on that Raw side. I suppose Strowman could do it as well. I mean, those two are probably the most likely. Baron Corbin, for me, he just has a heel factor. And some people say it's bad heat. I kind of like the heat that he has at the moment. I, I am enjoying uh, his his uh, you know his character work. His in-ring work, for me, still needs a little bit of, of a change. I still think he needs 
a different look rather than the shirt. I mean, he's not the you know the 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 GM sort of role anymore. He's he's not that sort of character. So I would like to see a difference uh, in the character in certain tweaks. But the actual heel work and the delivery of lines and the uh, you know the ring announcements to the ring where it says you know New York's favorite son and all, you know all these accomplishments that he's had. I I do like all that. Uh, and personally, for me, the idea of just people hating that he could win it. Um, just adds a little bit of spice to the match, and I quite like that. Again, he's a bigger guy. He's not really suited for a ladder match, but I do quite like it. So I, I am sort of half on board with the idea. I just, For me, the only mistake would be if he was to win it. I don't think he should win it. Um, I still think that uh, he has been in a position where maybe a year or two ago when he did win, or he did win the contract two years ago, uh, he was um, someone then who you thought perhaps could win the belt, but uh, of course he uh, squandered his opportunity. Then he was sort of, you know, kind of buried by John Cena in, in a match the next the next sort of week or two weeks later at SummerSlam. And then he sort of went on a bit of a downward spiral where he went to the, the Royal Rumble match, was eliminated very quickly, uh, wasn't a long-term United States champion, didn't really have much success when he was the champion with the belt. So you kind of just think, okay, though he had some of those accolades that he was actually being kind of mixed booked and, and mistreated at the time. When he come to Raw, it, it kind of took him time to find his feet. Uh, but it feels like he's found him now and he's slowly building momentum. And for me right now, he's kind of like that mid-card guy um, who's looking to elevate further and has got the potential to do it. Um, but I don't think he's quite ready yet. So for me, I wouldn't have him uh, win the Money in the Bank ladder match. Ricochet. Um, I love Ricochet. Probably my favorite wrestler at the moment, just purely because of the fact that literally the guy is a real-life superhero. The stuff he can do, literally, I can't even imagine to be done, let alone actually go ahead and do it. So uh, the guy for me is, is an extraordinary talent. Um, I just have this <laughs> real kind of feeling that he's probably going to be thrown off like a really high spot off a really high ladder by Braun Strowman to be taken out of this match. I can just see that's where the destructive element somewhere is going to happen in this match. You can see a, a really big spot with Ricochet coming somewhere at Money in the Bank. And we've seen some really crazy spots in previous years. I'm interested to see what role it's going to have for Ricochet this year. But looking on to the SmackDown side of things, because there's four competitors from SmackDown, four likely candidates. You could argue one or two of them would be great with Money in the Bank. Um, I mean, Finn Balor, of course, would be a great candidate because... I mean, okay, he's the IC champion right now, but for how long will he keep that belt? It would be a great way to put him back into the main event and certainly would give him a bit of an edge because Money in the Bank is traditionally for a heel, really. We have seen faces do it in the past, but I do feel with a heel sort of character that you look at that and feel to yourself that... Um, it's more suited to cash in on this vulnerable, vulnerable baby face. And sometimes when we see the baby faces do it, it normally naturally leads to a heel turn. Uh, and I think Finn Balor is just, he's got the in-ring tools. He's just lacking this sort of edge that I would like to see from a main eventer at the moment. And I think that uh, a Money in the Bank win, a heel turn, a bring out of the demon character more often, wishful thinking. But I think that it would actually benefit him uh, and certainly would actually really elevate him on the SmackDown side of things because there's a big gap on SmackDown for main event talent. I mean, outside of Roman Reigns, there is probably room for a few guys to really push themselves, especially right now. Daniel Bryan is not involved at the minute. So uh, on that Hill side of things, it is kind of open. Kevin Owens is probably the top guy right now, but... Um, Depending on how that goes uh, with him, there, there is room that someone could really jump into that spot. I mean, we have Randy Orton, who is a who is a ready-made heel, but he's been there 13 times before. He's been money in the bank. I feel like it would be a rerun if he was to win it. So 
I kind of don't want to see that. I want to see something fresh and something new. Someone fresh and someone new who's a heel is Andrade. I think that would fit very, very well. Um, I think that he would be very well suited for a long-term money in the bank holder, for someone that would win the briefcase now and hold it to like next year's WrestleMania because then you'll give him a lot of time to really build this guy because you've started something with him now. He's kind of mid-card level right now. If you could give him eight, nine months with the contract, I think that... Uh, He'd have a potential to really kind of fit into that role, uh, come around WrestleMania 36 time. And I think that uh, it would be exciting to see. I think a lot of fans would be on, be involved for that. And, I mean, WWE, they, they like having a top Hispanic star. Um, and Rey Mysterio, of course, is probably getting to near his more closing years. Uh, and, of course, Rey is on Raw. So uh, it would be interesting to see how they would elevate Andrade on SmackDown. And this certainly could be a way that they could do it. Uh, last but not least, there's Ali. I mean, I think he's kind of similar to that Ricochet style, going to do some insane spots in this match. And I think actually Ali is a great choice for the Money in the Bank match, to be fair. Um, I think that's, like I say, some really cool high move spots. Him and Ricochet in the ring together could almost be like a dream match if you see a one-on-one -on -one with them two at some stage. And uh, he probably is going to get a, a big crash landing somewhere to take him out of the match as well. But um, I think it's, it's, a, it's a good platform for Ali. It'll help build his profile a little bit. Should he win it? Definitely not. It's it's He's he's a long way off of being a top guy, in my opinion. But there's certainly some potential to see uh, where we can go with Ali in time. And maybe, I mean, again, a long-term contract holder? Potentially. But um, for me, I, I just I don't see it at this particular stage of the game. Uh, but that's everyone from the Money in the Bank on the men's side. We have to look at the women's side. Now, uh, we look at the raw side of the women. We've got Alexa Bliss. We've got Naomi. We've got Natalia. And we've got Dana Brooke. Now, very interesting choice, Dana Brooke, because, um, I mean, I, I just... Ruby Riot. what about Ruby? What about Sarah Logan? There, there's a couple of names that have just been almost forgotten about. Now, I, I'm very pleased for Dana Brooke. I am... I don't want to say I'm a fan of her work because of the fact that really she hasn't done enough to show me um, that that uh, she is worthy of, of a, such a high-profile position. But um, I do think that um, she has improved a lot. She's She's... Her in-ring work over the brief glimpses that we see of her here and there, she there's some passion and dedication in Dana Brooke, and I am pleased to see that she's got an opportunity, but in no way, shape, or form should she win. Uh, and I do feel as well, I do feel personally that a raw man is going to win, so I don't really think a raw lady is going to win, uh, especially looking at the lineup there. Naomi, for me, uh, I just kind of feel she's been there a long time, same as Natalia. I don't really see them in the position uh, against Becky Lynch uh, for for the for the Raw Women's Championship unless Lacey Evans is to is to take the belt. Then I would say it perhaps be a bit more of a realistic possibility. But I, I I just don't see that at this at this stage of the game. Alexa Bliss is a possibility, and to weirdly enough, I kind of feel that if she's going to get back to the level that she was. This would help her. So as opposed to other previous Money in the Bank winners, I am sort of okay with this one. But at the same time, I don't realistically see a raw female uh, winning the Money in the Bank this year. I think it looks more likely on the SmackDown side of things. But then that could change because, I mean, there has been a rumour floating about that Sasha Banks was going to be in this Money in the Bank ladder match. Now, uh, Brad Shepard, Oh You Didn't Know podcast, has reported saying that Sasha Banks is due back on WWE TV on the go-home show to Money in the Bank. So if she appears on Raw or if she appears on SmackDown, 
someone could be losing their spot. Now, if Sasha does come back, I think she's going to be the Money in the Bank briefcase winner. I, that's That will be my prediction early now. Um, but uh, would she take up Dana Brooke? Would she take up somebody else? It could definitely build a program going forward with her and somebody else, even if it's a one-off the next night. Uh, and it certainly would be interesting because I think that uh, what we need back is a heel Sasha Banks. I don't think we need a face. I, I want to see... Uh, I want to see NXT Sasha come back. I think that uh, she's probably going to get a bit of heat from the crowd as well because of everything that's gone down, if you were to believe backstage reports and the dirt sheets and the gossip, that there has been uh, some problems and, uh, you know, some, you know, should we say miscommunication, uh, which has led to, uh, you know, led to a bit of tension and why Sasha has had to take a break from WWE. If you are to believe all that, then uh, it certainly would be interesting. But I know WWE would probably want to keep all their talents. They want to keep everybody happy. Um, if Sasha Banks a push is what would probably make her happy, which I kind of feel that that's what she wants. She wants to be in meaningful storylines and meaningful programs. Money in the Bank would definitely help her. So uh, I, I would be kind of on board with that. If not, we'll look on the SmackDown side of things, and my top choice to win it would be Bailey. Um, but we'll go through all the competitors that would be joining her in this. We've got Carmella, uh, we've got Mandy Rose, and we've got Ember Moon. So we've got uh, a good lineup on the SmackDown side of things as well. I think Ember Moon, uh, very underrated still. I think she has got a lot of potential. Um, I still look forward to an, a program at some stage this year with her and Charlotte Flair. I think that that would. Uh, Definitely, definitely got, uh, you know, a top match in it. I think that, um, you know, Ember, Ember really can shine on SmackDown if given the opportunity. It just feels like there's a lot of women though on SmackDown Live, though. So I am a little bit worried that uh, she's going to be spending time in catering along with Carmella. It feels that like Carmella as well has kind of gone a bit under the radar uh, with the fabulous truth. I would have liked to have seen her move to Raw. I think that she would have had an opportunity to have a bit more TV time than maybe what she's getting. But she was on SmackDown this previous week in a short promo backstage alone with Ember. We can only see where it's going to lead to. Carmella, of course, a previous winner of the Money in the Bank, which is good in one way. We've had two women's Money in the Bank ladder matches. Both of them are in this match. So almost back to square one, you could say. But um, I don't see uh, Carmella getting the, the briefcase this time. I think that uh, her time has come and gone. Um, and I think she needed a change of scenery. I, I think it could be a, a quiet time ahead for her unless there is uh, perhaps a, a character change or some sort of change in the dynamic for her at the moment. But... Um, We'll look, look back onto it, and uh, I mean, we've got Mandy Rose, uh, again, is almost like the Baron Corbin role of this, um, she is kind of perhaps the person that uh, people wouldn't want to see win it, but uh, would be an interesting shout, I know James made her as an early prediction, uh, who's involved with SCW as well, uh, said that he would perhaps think Mandy Rose is a potential winner, well, she's in the match, so uh, it would be interesting to see how they would play that out if that was to happen, and I think Money in the Bank is probably the realistic way if Mandy Rose is ever to win a championship at this particular moment. She's definitely improving, but uh, for me, uh, this would be the way that uh, it would help her, uh, and she would be like a, a what I would consider one of those long-term briefcase holders. Her Ember Moon would be one of them as well, Um and I suppose Dana Brooke would possibly as well, but I would say if Dana Brooke was ever to win it, that uh, I reckon she would rush it and probably lose it. I, I, I don't see her cashing in, uh, especially on Becky and winning. I, I just don't see there's a possibility. But Bailey, someone I said that I would, I've really enjoyed her run on SmackDown so far. Uh, since she's moved to the blue brand, I feel this is what Bailey needed. She needed a, a fresh scenery, a fresh start, almost a fresh character. It almost feels like she's now... She's kind of willing to say, look, I'm here just to win. I don't want to be 
someone that's known for hugging and stuff like that. She seems to have taken things a lot more seriously, and I, I like this. It could lead to a heel turn down the line, and that's one reason why I'm kind of in favour of the briefcase as well. I think that uh, Bailey needs to go bad before she can go good. It feels like that now, which could be a fun story we could see in, in WWE if it was to take place, is that Bailey needs to grow up, um, and it feels like we've got baby steps growing into that. So uh, I think this should be a great shout for uh, the Money in the Bank briefcase if Sasha isn't to return. But that's Money in the Bank there for you. Uh, of course, we have other matches that have been added to Money in the Bank this week. The WWE Championship, uh, Kofi Kingston is going to be taking on Kevin Owens. Uh, and as well as that, we've got a steel cage match added as well with The Miz and Shane McMahon. That was to follow the other matches already been put on the card. We've got the Universal Championship match of Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. Uh, we've got Roman Reigns versus Elias. And we've got not one, but two women's championship matches. Becky Two Belts defending both of them. Uh, of course, the Raw one is going to be against Lacey Evans and the SmackDown one against Charlotte Flair uh, in a rerun. Uh, but it should be kind of interesting to see how it's all going to play itself out anyway. Um, the card is looking quite stacked now I, I'm interested to see if any more matches will be added at this stage it's starting to feel to me that uh, we've got a solid card here I don't think we need too much more tweaking to it uh, but looking at Raw and Smackdown this week just a very kind of brief overhaul particularly Raw um, I was disappointed with Raw this week I'm going to be brutally honest I kind of felt um, that my gripe with it was that there wasn't enough storyline development. It felt like a lot of just a lot of matches. I know we're still in early stages. We want to build some of these new characters up and that. But um, I mean, Cesaro wasn't on the show this week. The new Robert Roode, uh, who you've built up to, uh, you know, now defeat Ricochet goes missing. And then Ricochet's immediately thrown in this Money in the Bank leather match. It was a bit strange as well. Uh, Cedric Alexander was missing this week. So a lot of stars didn't get their TV time this week. And one thing that really really gripes me with Money in the Bank. Uh, we mentioned the Ricochet lost last week and then is immediately in the Money in the Bank just through being awarded an opportunity. I kind of felt that Raw this week lacked qualifying matches and I would have been more in favour of seeing some of the Ricochet qualify for the Money in the Bank rather than just be handed the opportunity. Um, then for me, this would have made a lot more sense and would have had a bit more meaning behind the show. I kind of understood it with SmackDown in a little kind of way because SmackDown is a shorter show, but there's more storylines going on there. There seems to be little teasers everywhere through the show. Whether the storyline is good or bad, there is a storyline going through SmackDown where through Raw, minus the main event segment with Seth Rollins and AJ Styles trying to make a feud of something that really wasn't there before, minus Becky and Lacey, and minus the Miz and Shane McMahon, which probably took up about half an hour of the show. It was kind of two and a half hours of filler, and that was my real issue and problem with Raw this week. I think we've had qualifying matches. I think there would have been more purpose to that show, and I think that we would have enjoyed it more. Um, so that was one of my reasons why I wasn't really such a fan of Raw this week. And um, particularly as well, the Usos and the Revival as well. Um, I mean... First off, the Usos doing karaoke, doing an R-Truth for me didn't connect, but I'm sure that if they do that a few more weeks, that's probably going to connect, start connecting with some of the crowds across the across the states, you know, when they when they do that. But uh, for me, I wasn't such a fan of it. I like the way the Usos currently are. I don't think they need to change the gimmick. Uh, and of course, I mean, have they not heard the term with the Revival? You scratch my back, I shave yours. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a very weird segment they've done with the Revival there. I'm wondering if they are probably trying to look to humiliate the Revival. I mean, the Revival have turned down new five-year contracts. Uh, I have read on ringsidenews.com as well that they are perhaps going to look to um, 
freeze or extend Dash Wilder's contract because of the fact he has been out injured for a lengthy part of time uh, during his stay as well. So he could be in the company longer um, when the contracts do expire, but we'll have to wait and see how and if that's going to play out. But for me, these are two of the best tag teams. And this is something, again, I think the Revival are kind of similar to Sasha Banks. They just want to be in meaningful programs and, and something that means something. And it just shows a lack of you know, decent writing in WWE. Um, I feel that there's a lot of lazy booking, repetitive booking, pull-away brawls. We've seen it a million times. Contract signings, are they really fresh? We've seen it all before. I kind of just want to see something new and something exciting, and it feels that just changing the, the faces on each show doesn't really necessarily make things better or fresher. We still need to have a bit of an overhaul over how things are done in the product in WWE. Uh, same could be argued for SmackDown Live as well. I mean, the, the, the thing with SmackDown this week, I, I did quite enjoy the show, um, but I did think there still were some plot holes in the show. Um, Kofi Kingston wasn't mad from what happened last week until it was brought to his attention 10 minutes into a promo with Michael Cole. Um, okay, yes, the WrestleMania moment was really good, but having to relive all the way through it, I think that promo needed to take place like the SmackDown after WrestleMania. We're, we're three weeks past WrestleMania now, so we've moved on in our heads. I suppose that this is probably the first time they're looking now to really capitalise and build on this programme. And probably, I mean, when you look at it, the, the storyline, I see how and why and where they were going with it. Um, the, the idea of this storyline is that Kevin Owens interrupted this and said that, you know, uh, the build to WrestleMania, you had that momentum, but of course now you're in over your head and, and you shouldn't be the champion and, and, and it's too much for you. You're, you know, you're, you're kind of sinking, you know, in, in water now and it needs someone to take their belt off of you. And, and, and the perfect one is him. And, uh, I, I, I do feel that that part of the program was good. Um, I, I was just a bit disappointed that Xavier Woods turned up and got the super kick because, he should have sold that powerbomb from last week for me. I didn't really feel that, um, looking at it, that he should have been on TV. Because Big E's out. Keep Xavier out as well. Um, and we could have just, you know, Kevin Owens could have mocked it, done a Kevin Owens show himself uh, like he did later in the evening. Just have himself, instead of having the action figures, could just simply just, uh, you know, have a go himself and saying how these guys probably uh, are sitting on the shelf while Kofi is, you know, in the limelight and yet those guys got in the opportunity to begin with and probably feel overshadowed because I think that that's where this storyline is potentially going to go. Uh, it feels like Kevin always wanted to become an honorary member of the New Day to break the New Day up. Um, and you could argue that because it was a backstage segment there with Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods where Kofi was saying, what were you doing coming out? You didn't need to come out. It's my battle. It's my fight. So it feels like the, the, the teasers are in there uh, and I still stick with my predictions from last week that I have this sneaky suspicion that uh, if, if uh, Kevin Owens doesn't win the belt of money in the bank, that uh, when Big E is due to return, I think that uh, he will be costing Kofi Kingston the belt and that will give a program for them going forward. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Owens keeps in the championship picture until that point and then wins the belt because I think Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns is probably a, a strong enough SummerSlam match from a heel's perspective uh, unless Daniel Bryan comes back because... Um, I think Roman Reigns is probably likely going to become the WWE champion uh, in a few months uh, in SmackDown if he uh, doesn't go through a lengthy program with Shane McMahon first, which, of course, that as well, I'm kind of on board with. Uh, I wasn't so much on board with the B-team uh, handicap match this week. I thought it was a bit flat. Um, but I, I, I'm kind of liking the direction we've got with the Roman Reigns-Elias feud. That kind of feels like uh, fairly fresh. And I feel that a Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon has potential to be a good match when it happens. It's not something I... I 
screaming to see, but I think that uh, I think that a match has got potential that when and if it does come about, and I would like to think that uh, the Miz and Shane will finish their feud up at the next pay per view. So it wouldn't surprise me at the Saudi Arabia show, or if we get to the new WWE pay per view, which of course has been announced this week, which is going to be two weeks after the Saudi Arabia show. I believe it's June twenty third. It's going to be Stomping Grounds. Um, for me, just to give a quick on that one, about 30 seconds on that, I still am a fan of the nostalgic old names for pay-per-views, and I would like to see them come back over these new names. I don't know, just something doesn't connect me with the new names, and I feel that for old-school fans, nostalgia sometimes hits and works, and I think that some of these pay-per-view names, when they're not broke, they don't need fixing. So for me, I would like to see an old-school uh, name come back. If you... Don't want to use Backlash, that's fair enough, but there's many more great names that they could have used. Uh, I mean, for the time of the year, you're not far off from the Great American Bash, which of course was a, a classic, uh, you know, one that was done for, for the WCW days, but was used for many years in WWE as well. So uh, I think it was renamed the Bash in 2009, but the Great American Bash was definitely uh, a popular pay-per-view. King of the Ring as well, I'd love to see that come back at some stage. Uh, and I would like Cyber Sunday. I think Cyber Sunday is a good name uh, for a pay-per-view. And the idea now of the, the social media stuff, I think that that, that would connect and would is, was always a fun pay-per-view. And I think that pay-per-views should be not always about these grudge matches. There should be a, a fun element to them as well. So I would be kind of in favour of that also. Um, but that's that's pretty much mostly everything that I have to cover on this week, uh, talking here for, for SCW Weekly. Hell of a lot of news there that's been gone through. And uh, I mean, if you can imagine, if, if it was me talking with somebody else as well, that this would have probably been twice, even three times as long, because there has been a lot of news and a lot of development. Of course, uh, other small things we said there about the shakeup continue. I mentioned the B team going to SmackDown. Gallows and Anderson have gone to Raw, and they were given a lengthy match on Raw this week, which in one way was really nice to see because these guys probably are not going to be staying in WWE past September so uh, it is kind of cool that they weren't just you know buried very quickly and they were given a bit of TV time um, but um, we'll have to wait and see what's going to develop with that but um, one other note from Smackdown very quickly do before I leave you is uh, of course the Hardy Boys have vacated uh, the Smackdown Live Tag Team Championships Jeff Hardy is going to be injured and on the shelf for a very long time uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they're going to do with the Tag Team Championships because there's not many options of teams that can actually actually hold the gold I mean we've got heavy machinery we've got the B team uh, we have got Rusev and Nakamura uh, do we have the Colognes are still there as well I'm trying to think of more teams that, that are on Smackdown that's just skates off the top of my head but if you don't ask me right now who would you put the belts on I would go with Rusev and Nakamura I think that that would be um, you know they're kind of trying to push these guys like the bar um, give them a go, give them the belts and see if it can connect or not. I think that would be the, the best potential right now for uh, a tag team champions in WWE on the SmackDown, the blue brand. I would go for Rusev and Nakamura. I think it's too soon for heavy machinery, although I do see why WWE would probably pull the trigger on them. Um, I think that uh, then it would kind of feel that these guys that uh, come up from NXT, that there would be like a success story nice and early uh, for one of these teams that has come up and it kind of feels that the January call-ups weren't such a failure because we've got tag team champions out of heavy machinery and we've got Lars Sullivan on this big role and big push now that he has come onto TV. Uh, so there is that potential that 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 could work as well. But uh, for me, I would go with Rusev and Nakamura. But that's everything from me anyway. If you're watching this video on YouTube.com, then the SCW, the wrestling channel, please subscribe right now. I will try and post a couple more things throughout the week as well. Uh, so do keep and post it on this channel. But definitely once a week, always around the, uh, you know, 
late Wednesday, Thursday, early Friday area, there'll always be uh, one of these uh, videos each and every week, whether it either be just myself or I will have a guest with me as well. We'll be discussing the week of pro wrestling, uh, of what has been transpiring, uh, and, and we give our thoughts on it. And of course, if there's any topics you would like us to talk about as well here on OCW, or just myself, if it's just me, uh, then uh, do leave a comment in the comment section. And of course, if there's anything that's there, I will actually bring up and I will answer it. And of course, as I say before, I'll give you a shout out. And if it is a YouTube channel, I'll give that a shout out as well for you. So spread the word there. Uh, we're all a community at the end of the day on YouTube. So it'd be good to spread the word of all the channels and try and see what success we can do with spreading each other's word of, of our channels. So um, yeah, but as I say, subscribe to this channel. You can follow it. And if you are listening on podcast form as well, SCW, the wrestling channel, of course, Anchor, uh, the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, many other podcast formats as well. I think it's like eight different formats now. We've got Pocket Cast, Breaker, Stitcher. There's, there's a few others as well. So uh, do go and check those out. You can actually uh, subscribe uh, or follow those channels now and keep up to date with everything each and every week. And say, if you like it in video form or podcast form, you've got the chance to listen to this or watch this uh, in the comfort of your leisure, whether you want to at any stage. So it would be good to get you guys, uh, you know, spreading and building the word of SCW. Of course, there is the Facebook page as well, an Instagram page, which is SCW, the wrestling channel. Um, and you've got the at S Chat Wrestling, uh, SCW Wrestling Channel is the Twitter handle also. But that's all from me anyway. Thank you for watching and listening. It's great to have you guys on board. SCW here for WWE Weekly, and uh, I'll see you guys next time. Take care and enjoy your wrestling week.